This is Self Work, and I'm Dr. Margaret Rutherford. Here at Self Work, we discuss psychological and emotional issues and what you can do about them. Whether that's learning self-acceptance, taking action, or seeking therapy or treatment. Eight years ago, I extended the walls of my practice to reach those of you who are already very knowledgeable about mental health treatment, but also to those of you who might say, you'd never darken the door of a therapist. And yet, you are here. I'll answer your questions while I invite you to take a few minutes for your own self-work. Now, it's true that recent research has found that the brain processes physical and emotional pain in similar ways, and I realize that. So, when your feelings are hurt, you can actually feel that in the pit of your stomach, or your heart might ache. Yet, so often, that's the phrase we use or teach our kids, and then we leave it at that. Welcome to this week's edition of Self Work. My feelings were hurt is a phrase very commonly used, at least here in the U.S. We even talk to our children about feelings, using that term. Did someone hurt your feelings? It's kind of interesting, really, when you think about it. Instead of asking, what happened and how were or how are you feeling about it, and helping your child sort out their exact feelings in a way that's age-appropriate for them, we kind of lump them all together. When I thought about that for a moment, I realized that many of us carry that lumpy mess of hurt feelings into our adulthood. And instead of being able to recognize and express something like, I didn't like the joke you told and would prefer you not to make those kinds of jokes around me, we say, your joke hurt my feelings. Or instead of saying, I want you to ask me what I think and what I'd like, instead of assuming you know. But instead, we usually say, you hurt my feelings all the time and you don't even realize it. Does that sound familiar to (laughs) y'all? It does to me. The language is sloppy, isn't it? No wonder that phrase is one we all think we know what it means, and we'll talk about what usually brings it about. But it leaves our communication with one another really messy. And there are much better ways to express those hurt feelings, which we'll focus on today on self-work. Now, there's another aspect of this question, which seems to be, when is it appropriate or healthy to see that someone doesn't seem to care about your feelings, your wants or expectations, and then what do you do about that? Again, you use more precise language. Before we go on, let's hear from our wonderful sponsor, AG1. If you have not tried this, it really is phenomenal, guys. So here's their offer for self-work listeners. If you're a long-time listener, you might know I've been drinking AG1 for at least four years. When I started drinking AG1 daily, I could feel such a difference in my stamina. And when I would forget it on trips, which they have travel packs, so there's no excuse, I'm very aware of that lack of stamina. I recommend AG1 to my family and friends, and even my husband, who usually swears off things like this, has started drinking AG1. And he always tells me, as do my friends who are drinking it, that they feel like they're getting the nutrients their body craves. That's because AG1 is a foundational nutrition supplement that supports your body's universal needs, like gut optimization, stress management, and immune support. Since 2010, AG1 has led the future of foundational nutrition, continuously refining their formula to create a smarter, better way to elevate your baseline health. So get your free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash selfwork. That's drinkag1.com slash selfwork. I promise you, you're going to feel better. 
The episode today was spurred on by a wonderful question I think I got over Instagram this week. Really, it's a two-part question, so I'm dividing it up into two different podcasts, one on hurt feelings and trying to come up with a healthier and more emotionally mature way of talking about that. But the second topic the listener brings up is when we tend to take things personally. I'll cover that in a podcast coming soon to you. Here's their comment, and I quote, I often feel when people use sarcasm or challenge your feelings as, it was just a joke, but I don't find it funny. They get really offended and defensive when I say it felt hurtful to me. I can't seem to handle situations like this. May you suggest how to handle sarcasm or making jokes about vulnerable topics? For example, you're just too sensitive. When I'm told that, I start questioning myself for taking things too personally instead of doing what I should do and protecting myself and others from rude behavior. It seems so layered and complex. It is fairly complex, so that's why I divided it into two topics. So for today, hurt feelings. How many times have you tried to help your child or friend through this most common of experiences? I talked in the intro about how that's not exactly the clearest way of talking about feelings in the first place to say, you hurt my feelings. Now, it's true that recent research has found that the brain processes physical and emotional pain in similar ways, and I realize that. So, when your feelings are hurt, you can actually feel that in the pit of your stomach, or your heart might ache. Yet so often, that's the phrase we use or teach our kids, and then we leave it at that. Now, what does that phrase really mean? You hurt my feelings. Most often, it's a sad feeling, a feeling of surprised, even bewildered sadness, especially if it's in response to someone whom you didn't expect would hurt you, or you weren't prepared in any way for that jolt in your gut that happened when certain words were said. Maybe you even were accused of something that came out of the blue and shocked you. How could they really think that about me? Your feelings are hurt. Sometimes it leads to anger, sometimes to tears, sometimes to a more stoic swallowing or pushing aside of those feelings and deciding right then and there to either get revenge or to, quote, never let that person in so far. Now, for highly sensitive people, their response can be very deep and troubled, and their openness and higher empathic response to their environment leads them into a huge downward spiral. On that note, I'd actually love to hear from some of you who are more highly sensitive. I'm well aware that you often get ridiculed because of that trait, and I'd love to do an episode on that. I need to hear from you. So write me at AskDrMargaret at DrMargaretRutherford.com. I'd love to hear from you. But today, we're focusing on the more generic version of getting feelings hurt. So let's get this topic organized. First, we'll talk about how to speak more clearly about those hurt feelings and how you teach your children to do just that. Second, what could set you up for your feelings being hurt? Are you having an emotional reaction to something that may even surprise you or get you triggered in some way? And we'll offer three ways that that can happen. Third, how to begin to set boundaries out of respect for your values and feelings. That in itself is about self-worth and self-esteem. And the fourth is how to handle it when you're surprised or even shocked by what was said or done. That's the structure of the episode, so I don't wander all over the place. So let's talk about saying, my feelings were hurt. None of us are going to stop saying that. But you can catch yourself and say, wait a minute, I need to be more clear with myself about this. 
It's kind of like the words upset and bothered. I'm always asking my clients to be more specific when they say those words. I know what they mean, sure, but it actually could mean they're mad, they feel ignored, they're resentful, they're sad, they feel empty, they feel lonely, a myriad of things, upset, bothered. Again, that could mean a lot. And hurt feelings reminds me of those two words. And I think, in fact, I know that it's far better to be more specific in most situations. In fact, that specificity is a skill to be able to label or identify specific emotions. It's part of becoming more emotionally intelligent and aware. And it's literally part of becoming more mature. So that's what I recommend you do. Be aware of when you're lumping emotions together and try to be more in tune with exactly what you're feeling. You can even get what's called an emotion wheel. You can find them on the internet that names different feelings from a root feeling it comes from, like, say, the root is fear. Now, an offshoot of that would be the term guarded or shaky. So when you practice, you can get better at being more specific, and you can help your own children get better at it as well. Because when you're more specific, you understand, ah, this is the way I feel. Maybe you even understand where that comes from in you. And it can lead you to be clearer in your thoughts and your resulting actions. So, let's talk about our second point. Could there be something that's going on that made it more possible for your feelings to get hurt in the first place? There are three that I'm going to focus on. Let's say you're already in a bad place. I know that when either I wake up in some kind of mood that's not good, or when I don't feel great physically, or when I'm grieving some other loss, I'm much more likely to be wearing my emotions on my sleeve, and we all do this. A comment or question that normally I'd handle just fine, I might get hurt by or take the wrong way and get my feelings hurt. I can just simply be more sensitive. So, Recognize that you might already be in a place where your emotional plate's kind of full or that newer term, my emotional bandwidth is really kind of used up. And when you're aware of that and your quote unquote feelings get hurt, wait to not react to where you can respond more and so that you don't regret your actions because your feelings were so hurt. Another situation is that whatever hurt your feelings actually touched on a vulnerability So this is a little different than already not being in a great emotional space. What I mean here is that you're carrying around something you already have had a history with. Let's say your siblings always hated that you were mom's favorite and kidded you about it. And you've carried that around all your life with some kind of guilt. And then someone wonders why you got a job over them or someone else. What do you do to get this? They might tease but it lands on that vulnerability, and you don't find it very funny. Here's another situation. Let's say you're very attractive, and you've been kidded about getting opportunities because of it. So if someone makes a joke about it or a comment, your feelings are more likely to get hurt because it touches a very vulnerable spot. Recognizing that, wait a minute, the reason why I'm getting so upset about this is this is something I've been carrying around. This is something that, through my history, I've had to deal with, and I don't like it. And this is another one of those examples. It helps you see it more objectively. Now, a third reason why you might get your feelings hurt could be lodged in your own self-talk that's negative. 
Maybe you say to yourself, I don't know why anyone likes me or someone's going to find out what a fake I am. So your feelings may get hurt if you're questioned or kidded or your work isn't found to be perfect. You're more vulnerable to that being talked about because, again, it's sort of like the second one. It's going to hit where you already hurt, but it's really a function more of your own self-talk, not necessarily your history. You already doubt this about yourself, so having someone else say it in some way that may be catty or not so catty, you may hide this because you don't want anybody to know that that's your negative self-talk. So when this happens and you get your feelings hurt, your tendency will be to avoid, to hide. Because you tell this to yourself all the time, but for someone else to say it to you, wow, that packs a punch. But let's step back a bit. It's so important to try to understand your underlying emotions. Do y'all remember watching the first Bridesmaids movie? I mean, it was so funny. Both bridesmaids were scared. I didn't take the time to look up their names or the actresses' names, but there was an old friend and kind of a new friend. But they were also both very insecure. And the movie was all about their hilarious actions where they were being very competitive and resentful. They wanted to be the one that was most important to the bride. But if they had taken the time... And of course, you wouldn't have a movie if that had happened. But if they had taken the time to say, oh, yeah, I'm just as insecure as you are, which they did at the end of the movie, and that led them to become even friends. When you can develop that kind of personal honesty with yourself and with others, you get better at talking about what exactly your hurt is, what the fear is underneath the hurt, and then you can go on and hopefully even find other people that know how to do that with you. Now, okay. Let's take a breath. There's a whole bunch of information we've talked about so far. We're going to talk about a little more. Now we're going to talk about when and how to build your self-esteem and worth by respecting your values and the feelings that go along with them. I'm going to give you an example from my own life when I didn't know how to do this. This is a little embarrassing for me to tell you this, but okay, I'm going to be real here. I dated a guy who lived in a house with a couple of other guys. And the walls of the house were covered with basically almost nude pictures of girls in seductive poses. It was the mid-80s. I told myself I was being hip and cool and sexually open not to say anything. But it was actually offensive to me, especially as I grew older. He and I were together for years, in fact. I guess I thought he'd grow out of it and finally take them down, but he never did. They weren't his. They were his friends, but they were all over the house. Now, finally, his daughter and young son were coming for a visit, and I had befriended this owner. He had some really good qualities, even though he had bad taste in posters, and I told the owner of the house whose pictures they were, and I told my boyfriend that it was highly inappropriate for those posters to be up with a nine-year-old girl and a six-year-old boy staying there, and they came down, at least for that weekend. I've looked back on that and thought, well, that was a victory. But you know what? I hadn't spoken up for myself at all. Now, I understand it was this guy's house, and he had the right to have whatever pictures he wanted. So I was very pleased that when I asked him to take them down, he honored our friendship by seeing my point in doing so. Now, the fact that my boyfriend at the time and later my husband didn't make that request, hmm, that should have told me something. But I didn't see it. I didn't want to see it. But I hope you can see through that example that 
It was finally the situation with his kids that made me speak up for my own values, again, knowing that he certainly had the right to have the pictures up. It was his house. Back to our topic. It's more than okay to state your values and ask someone nicely to respect them when in your presence. I was at a party years later, and someone told me and a few other people a joke that was racist to me. They all laughed, and he looked at me like I was going to laugh. Instead, I said, I don't think that's at all funny, and when you're around me, I'd like for you not to make jokes like that. Now, he shrugged his shoulders and walked off. It could have led to an argument, but it didn't. I'm sure it does sometimes. You don't state it aggressively or tell someone how stupid they are for feeling the way they do. Your values don't have to be the same as others and vice versa. But rather than feeling hurt or bad or sad or mad at yourself for not saying anything, you can speak up. Not living by your own values has consequences, right? Now again, this can be taken too far. So remember that if you speak your values and honor your feelings, know that you're not always right. The other person isn't always wrong. But your values are different, and you can agree to what you can talk about. I'm not exactly sure what happened to we don't talk about religion or politics around here. Now, maybe that wasn't all that great either, but the pendulum has swung so far the other way. Conversations have turned into huge arguments and feeling that the other party is stupid. Now, my major point here is that you can practice and learn how to respectfully let others know your values, and then you can act accordingly. But what it takes is you being able to be more specific. It doesn't just hurt your feelings. How is your reaction tied up with your own value system? Now we get to the last point. How to act or what to do when your hurt feelings come as a huge shock. When something came out of the blue and literally knocked you to your knees. Maybe you were accused of something. Maybe a confidant told a secret that you'd entrusted them not to tell. We can all be shocked and disappointed by strangers, yes, by someone you don't even know spreading a rumor or putting something up about you on social media, spreading gossip and text threads that spread like wildfire. That kind of shock is hard enough, and our young people know that all too well. But if it comes from someone you trusted, man, your feelings aren't just hurt. You can practically crumble to the ground with a sense of betrayal and abandonment. Now, this can take time and sometimes a lot of time, to heal from your hurt feelings. But I'd still recommend the same process. Rather than leaving it as some vague hurt, do a lot of writing or journaling, talk to friends and or a therapist about the intricacies of the hurt so that you can take it apart and better understand just exactly what you're dealing with, what you're afraid of, what you're angry about, what feels like betrayal, what may even bring you to wanting revenge, and then weighing carefully to see where that might lead you. Revenge, when fueled by rage, is destructive to everyone that's involved, including you. I like the saying, the best revenge is a life well lived, or success is the best revenge. Yes, it takes time, so there's not immediate gratification. And in 2024, that may seem harder than years ago, but not everything was immediately available. So, Let's look at the definition of hurt again when we take that hurt apart. So they get to hurt me, but I'm supposed to wait and let success be my revenge? You know, that brings its own feelings, its own hurt. And so you have to wade through other feelings that are going to topple out and wait to be understood and processed. 
So today's topic, hurt feelings, you can see it can lead so many places. And of course, the more recent mantra comes to mind, hurt people, hurt people. And that is true. But hopefully today, you've learned a skill. You've learned what you can do about those hurt feelings to more specifically define them, to be aware of what may give them more depth because of your own history, where they hurt more, how they might be tied into what you yourself doubt about yourself, what you can do to stand up for your values and those feelings that are important to you as long as you do it respectfully, and to realize that life sometimes does hold hurt that's staggering and shocking. And with time, you can learn to manage and even grow from those hurt feelings. Thank you so much for being here. I'm excited. In fact, I'm so honored. I really don't even know if I have the words for it. As I record this today, this is February the 1st. This will come out tomorrow, February the 2nd. My TEDx talk will have received half a million views. I cannot believe it. I thank you if you're one of the people that have viewed it, that have commented, that have liked it. It's led me to some opportunities. It will probably lead me to more that I'm also very touched and honored by. I could not do it without you, without people just like you who are curious about what's causing their depression, why their life looks great, but they have secret feelings that they need to stay in control of and that actually can lead them even to thoughts of suicide. If you're one of those people, you may want to watch the talk. You may want to get my book, Perfectly Hidden Depression, as it can help you guide your way out of that space. Thank you so very, very much. And thank you, as always, for being here. Please take care of yourself your family, the ones you love, and your community, and those hurt feelings. I'm Dr. Margaret, and this has been Self Work.